0: Get ready. It's time for... Operation Late Night Excitement. Top-rated Late Night Radio. The awesomest night of all time. After dark.
1: It's Late
2: Night with Hancock and Kelly. You deserve a fun night.
1: On King of OX.
2: Happy Tuesday, St. Louis. Tuesday before Thanksgiving. That means we're on the air in KMOX. Yeah, right? we'll
3: be here. Uh, we'll be here Friday morning for our usual show. But Thursday is Thanksgiving. Michael Kelly, welcome aboard. And we have a special guest in the studio. Who's with
2: us. in studio?
0: Well, who is it? John Hancock Jr. joins us. How's it going? How's it going? Always a nice delight being in the studio. Yeah. How about you? Thanks for coming in. Of course, of course. Happy to be here.
2: Is there something happening this weekend you came in for? Because we all know you live in Chicago.
0: Yeah, up in Chicago, and uh, as discussed, Thanksgiving. And, and to see the family, always good to get back to St. Louis.
2: <laughs> oh, Thanksgiving, yeah. that. Mm. Yeah. Well, w- Speaking of... speak to your father being this, like, master bird chefman?
0: Like, I, I can't recall, um, you know, him... Being involved with the turkey in any capacity, you know, my near nearing thirty years of life. Well, a but. lot of people, a lot of people mess up the turkey, Michael.
3: Yeah. Okay. And John, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and there's nothing worse than you got all these people over at the house, and here you've a bad you've, bird. you've messed up the turkey. Yeah. You've you've overcooked the turkey. You've undercooked the turkey. Yeah. You don't want to do that to your turkey when you're baking the turkey there in the oven. Ah,
2: uh, how do you properly
3: bake a turkey? So, here's the dirty little bird secret okay. that, that most people don't. No. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The turkey is comprised of white meat uh-huh. and dark meat. Okay. And so you got the white meat, which is kind of sitting up high over there, uh-huh. the breast of the turkey, just, you know, kind of a little rump there. Okay. And then you got on the sides of the breast of the turkey, you got the legs and the thighs of the turkey, which That's would right. be the dark meat. Okay. If you cook the turkey traditionally... And you get your breast to about 165 degrees, and you should use a meat <laughs> thermometer for this. Uh, that's about where you want to be on okay. your white meat. You want to be at about 165. Yeah. The problem is, is if your dark meat is at 165, it's going to be tough. It's not going to mm. be tender. It's not going to be crumbly uh, dark <laughs> meat like that. So you want, an, in a perfect world, boys, you, you want your you want your white <laughs> meat to come in at about 165. And you want your dark meat to come right. in at about 175, 178 uh-huh. even if you can do it. Okay. And so how in the world can you cook a turkey in the oven and get two different temperatures on one bird you ask? Is that
2: where the basting comes? No.
3: Oh. It has nothing to do with the
2: basting. Okay.
3: It, but this is a quandary. You would
2: you would yeah. uh, I'm, I'm perplexed. I've offered a solution
3: Quandary. you said
2: a quandary. It's a quandary. And you 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 have no explanation as to how you do this. I said Maybe basting it. Here's the method. Okay, you start the turkey
3: upside down in the oven,
2: huh. okay,
3: and uh, so that you've got your your legs right there. They're on the. They're getting the heat, the full heat coming at you. Mm. And the breast is getting a little. And about halfway through, yep, you flip it over into its traditional position. Okay. And what will happen when you do that is that the dark meat will be at about
2: 175. Are cooking temperatures affected by the bird being stuffed with stuffing? Well, it's it, it, sometimes an empty carcass would would probably uh, heat up a little quicker than a full carcass. Well, that's right? if
3: you got the stuffing in there, you're going to uh. take some of the heat. Now, other people will employ the steel method where they'll put a little piece of steel in there around the legs and the thighs. that will allow greater heat. To penetrate. Now those. you're
2: acting like you really do know what you're talking well, I mean,
3: about. Well, that's what that's what people do. And if Have you, you seen don't want, this?
0: I, I haven't seen this, but the numbers check out from what I know about you know, turkey cooking, bird temperature. You think uh, I just
3: come on the air and start making stuff
2: up? My yes, life? I do. Um, <laughs> I've known you for twenty something years of my life.
3: What about four three six seven nine hundred one eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty. I'm not lying.
2: Yeah, no, you sounds like you know what you're up to. What about this new fad now where everybody's uh uh frying They're turkeys? frying the turkeys. Yeah.
3: Well now this is uh this we tried this one year.
2: I think it's cheating.
3: Uh well, you can cook that sucker in like ten minutes. Really? Uh you, you get you get the big, you know. Uh, what you frying pan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you fill it up with the with the uh, oil.
2: Yes. Yes. You're good at this. <laughs> then you and, get it rolling. And then
3: and you got the then you got the oil. Is, is, but uh, you
2: have to ease the bird in because if you put the bird in too quickly, my understanding is that temperature change will cause the frying uh, situation to over. You know, go over the you, side. Could, you
3: could blow up your home.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: and, and and so, this is something that we want to advise against yeah. for those of you that are frying this. So, yes, you want Have to. Have you had. Um, did, fried Georgian turkey? did fry the turkey oh, yeah, one year. It Wasn't it was, good?
0: It was quite good. Yeah, yeah. Not, not wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. I think really? I prefer the traditional. But did,
2: when, when you were eating it, was it greasy, like, like well, like fried chicken?
0: <laughs> it wasn't like fried chicken, but it, yeah. it uh, just had a little bit more zip to it. Yeah. And but it was it, plenty juicy.
2: Yeah, it sounds good. I mean, and I, I can imagine that it's good, but I, there's something about. I'm a white meat guy uh, myself. Me I too. like the uh, the breasts, uh, and so um, in fact, I think we've gotten to a point where. We, we just order the breasts and, you know, because everybody winds up eating the wild. Well, you thing.
3: guys feed like 100 people, right? Yeah,
2: there's too many.
3: So, how many breasts do you actually cook?
2: Oh, well, I'm not involved in this part of yeah. the uh, the evening. I am the pie guy, oh. which we're going to get into later. But right. uh, I'm, no, here's what, here's the, re- the sad reality of it. When you're single and you're from a huge family of all sisters, I am, I'm like the catch all. They'll call me up and be like, could you bring two bags of ice and, uh, Three soda, three, two liters of, you know, Diet Coke or something like that. So I'm kind of like the catch-all guy. Yeah, you can handle that. Yeah, they're not going to have me make the uh, casserole. John,
3: what are you contributing to the family's (laughs) Thanksgiving feast this year? I'm
0: bringing my winning attitude, which I've been told that many (laughs) Thanksgivings past is the, you know, secret success that keeps it going every year. (laughs) There
2: is that. You know, we play a game every year at my uh, Thanksgiving. It's called Right, Left, and Center. Have you played it? I haven't. Okay, so it's a it's a dice game. Oh, we played this. Yeah, and it's got an R on. Uh, I think I don't know how many dice you get. Maybe there's five or, or no, there's there's, there's three, three dice. There's, there's three, three dice. dice. Yeah, and one's got an. Uh, they roll anything, but right, left, and center. If you roll it up, and you, you got three dollar bills in front of you, or three five dollar bills, or you know your house, you're, you know three hundreds, uh, stacked up. You you roll the the thing, and if it says center, you put it in the center. If it's a dot, I think you keep it in front of you, and if it's right or left, you pass it, and you keep passing the money around so somebody has um, all the money. All the money. There you go. And you, you
3: got to get three dots at the end to take the middle.
2: That's what I understand. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah we we played this. I've
2: game. never won. It's a good game. I. It's a lot of fun though. It is. I don't even know where you pick it up. I guess you pick it up at like Marshalls or some. Uh, yeah, like craft stores, three PJ dice. Yeah, but here's the problem, but it's, it's got specific things on the dice, it's not yeah. like it's one, two, three, four, well, five, of six. Course. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have the dice, yeah. yeah I mean, right. mean, it's
3: just dice. Uh, but here's the <laughs> trick here's the trick to that game, okay? Because uh, we found that we played it at my daughter's house, okay? And um, so we all come over, and everybody you know starts with three dollars, uh huh. Nobody's got any money. Right, you know, nobody, you wind up fronting for everybody. You got, well, but you're, it, maybe you got a ten dollar bill in your wallet that does no. you no good in this game. No, you've got to have one dollar bills. If you're, and you've got to have a lot of one dollar bills.
2: Yes, if you're coming to the Kelly family Thanksgiving, there will be a text message that will come out at least twenty four hours beforehand that will remind you, you need to bring three one dollar bills because a lot of these well, you people need more than three. We only play it once because there's like there's like sixty of us. We have to play rounds of it. And then we have a, yeah, a final $3 team but somebody go. can once make. Once the money's yeah. gone, it's gone. So right. you
3: need to have replacement bills.
2: No, uh-uh. No, Joe, only three bucks. Joe Potts' family plays this game, too, he says. "Those there? Joe Potts. Is he calling in to say that? Yeah, he's, he's texting just, in. He's texting me. Oh, well, that makes for great radio, Joe. No, we appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate him too. But he could call in and uh, do well, a little. He's tra- driving. You can't call him. We and could drive call be- it crossover. This is what's wrong
3: with this country. Michael. We could have People a little like crossover. Like you out there on their t- cell phones, uh, although he did send a text. Uh, yeah, it'd be uh, better if, <laughs> if he better be called in if he's driving.
2: You <laughs> well, make a point. Hey, you know what we do in our second segment every week at this time? Well, we're going to change things up a little bit. We are. Yes, we normally talk to the sports insider, our NFL insider. But we're not doing. We're that. not
3: going to talk to him until next hour. No, we're well, going to talk to our
2: sports insider. Right, we're going to talk. From Cardinal Baseball. There After this, are. right here on Hancock and Kelly late night. KMOX, stay all night with us. Ernie
3: Hayes. That's uh what's that what's the name of that? Ballpark? Uh, game time. Game time. And, and that's what he played this, at game time.
2: Well, this was the sound of my youth. I play this on the piano. Remember that well, godforsaken the, carpet we had boom, 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 in Bush boom, 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 Stadium oh, back yeah. in the day? Yeah and that little machine that looked like a little miniature Zamboni that did nothing but like was like a you know what I'm saying it was like a Hoover vacuum remember
3: yeah i love this tune. so
2: whenever i hear this song i smell peanuts and, and hot dogs and, and 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 the bad um nachos nachos are the one things at ballparks that have gotten considerably better than they were when we were kids well when we were kids it was they a, just put that yellow cheese chips on Chips and that
3: whatever that stuff that yeah. they didn't use at the movie theater was
2: um yeah, but then, then now, like, the Nacho people come. They got, like, Pico de Gallo yeah. and uh, everything.
0: How's Black Wrigley? Owens. Have you been to been to some games at Wrigley? I've been to Wrigley. It's uh, the most overrated ballpark in the in the country. I get it's historic. It's a, you know, beautiful side of throwback. But they have so many seats where you have poles obstructing your view if yeah. you're in the infield there, and it really takes the charm out. There's not enough bathrooms. They still have the troughs there. uh uh-huh. Very medieval feeling when you go there, (laughs) and uh, you know they're the you know the the dumbest (laughs) fan base in maybe any professional sport, at least in this country. Uh, Any fly ball, they're going crazy cheering. It's caught by the shortstop. They think it's going out. (laughs) Well, it's Wrigley. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's Wrigley. It could be. It could be. Now,
3: and you've been to the uh, White Sox. It used to be Comiskey. Who knows what they're calling it now? Yeah, U.S.
0: Cellular. I think it's
3: guaranteed rate.
0: Oh yeah, what kind of an experience is that? It's um, it's a nice looking ballpark. It's, I went there. Yeah, I went to the All Star game there. It's a clean ballpark. It just—it's the almost polar opposite of Wrigley. There's no character. Yeah. There's no soul. It feels very corporate. There's no view of the Chicago skyline down no. there. No. Yeah, and well, the
2: one thing I remember—I was in the upper deck. It was like the steepest incline of any place I'd been. I was—you got nervous to stand up. Like, oh my goodness, I'm going to fall over.
3: Well, I'll tell you who's not going to be pitching at first grade or State Bank or Lance whatever. Lance Lynn, it's called? yes,
2: no, he's, he's going to be the season He's going to be our starting pitcher right here. And so,
0: a couple of uh,
3: pitching acquisitions by John Mozalek and the Cardinal front office. What do you make of them, John Hancock?
0: Hey, don't don't hold back. Yeah, well, I s- certainly hope this this isn't it, uh, because I mean, right now, I thought we were getting away from contact pitchers looking to get the higher strikeout rates with our rotation. And we have done the exact opposite of that. Uh, Lance Lynn, he's a, can be a fine pitcher, uh, but did not have a great year last year. I think a five, seven ERA gave up the most home runs and, uh, a miles. Michael is who I believe gave up the most hits in our rotation. Uh, and then we got Kyle Gibson, who I think gave up the most uh, earned runs last year. The three of them have those three those three titles. Um, and certainly hope they're not our 1-2-3 going into next year, because if they are, I think we're going to be th- looking for the g- looking back on the good days of 23.
3: I'll tell you what. I'm excited. You know, we're bringing back Daniel Descalso on the bench as a bench coach. Okay. Great Cardinal. All we're right. bringing back Lance Lynn. Cardinal. <clears throat> he was on the 2011. He got called in from the bullpen by mistake by Tony La Russa during that World <laughs> Series. Remember that?
2: I do remember that.
3: <clears throat> and what's oh, a Cardinal team without bringing back Gibson? Gibson's going to be on the mound for the Cardinal. <laughs> Unbelievable. Go. A Ooh. no-hitter by Gibson. I'm telling you, I'm excited you guys, about this season.
2: You, these... These can't be the. I mean, these aren't showpieces. I mean, this is this is nuts and bolts type stuff, and I don't know. It doesn't I feel just wait you see this yeah. Gibson kid. They, they, I, they've got to overwhelm us here with something, they, right?
0: They, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I had Cubs fans texting me about this Gibson signing. They were talking <laughs> trash. That's how underwhelming this is, and it's being mocked by Cubs fans, Brewers fans. Yeah, they this laughed. is This is our big splash. Uh huh. Well, they
3: laughed when they laughed when Lincoln said to Ulysses S. Grant, "Go whip that army into shape." Yeah, they laughed at him. They said Grant's a drunk so a... and what did he do? He won the war. That's what he did, Michael.
0: So is uh Lance Lynn or Gibson the Grant in this uh uh Lance
3: Lynn is Grant. Okay. I mean look at him. Okay. And then uh and then Gibson is Gibson. I mean, yeah. we got Gibson on. The but mound. is there is there any? When's the last time we had Gibson on the mound? It's been a while. But is there any <laughs>
2: talent down in uh, in Memphis or Springfield that they're banking on coming up and being able to hurl?
0: So Tink Hens is the pitcher we have in the system. I think he has you know good stuff. I think he could be a great option. But Two I think years he's away. yeah he's he's a few years away. Um, I don't think we have great option in the immediate future uh, to call up to the bigs. We got Matthew Libertor. Hopefully, hope he can turn it around. Uh, but. Doesn't look like he's going to be an ace or top of the rotation. No, they're going to
3: use him in the bullpen, and I think I think Libertor with his stuff for a one inning spurt could be very effective out of that bullpen. And I think that's how they're going to use him. Look, look, we're still going to get a number one pitcher on this team. You guys, you ye of little faith, Michael John. I I am ye of little faith. Uh We've got a number one pitcher. Name, name somebody that's plausible that we're going to acquire. Yosia Mumbo. Whatever his name Yamamoto. is,
0: Yamamoto.
3: Yamamoto, you think we're getting him for I sure? Think I think we're going to make a play for Yamamoto.
0: I yeah, I believe we'll make a play, but I'll be stunned if we get Yamamoto. Oh. then
3: you got you got Blake Snell. Well, out well there. how good is this guy, Yamamoto? Well, we don't know for sure. He's dynamite. He Why does everybody point.
2: does everybody want him?
3: Yeah. Why does everybody want him? Well, because he's got great stuff. He's 25 years old. What
2: is he like? Show high? Like he pitches and he hits and the whole. No, business? he's a pitcher. Oh, he's just a pitcher. Yeah, well, just a pitcher. He's a, he's
3: a he's a front end. He's a number one. He's uh-huh. an ace of your staff type pitcher, and he's twenty five years old.
2: And he's killing it over in Japan. Killing it. Okay. And so my understanding is, if you get a player from Japan, Japan, not only do you have to come to con- terms with him, you have to come to terms with his team that owns him. Yeah, thirty million bucks. Huh. Oh well.
3: There you go. Just write the check. It's thirty million bucks to the team, and then you you cut your deal with him. Probably twenty eight million a year for you know a good term on the contract. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but you got to have it. You you cannot compete in this league without a number one. do oh, you?
0: Yeah, I agree with that. You also, everyone else in the league is going towards swing and miss pitchers, and we're going contact pitch to contact, and our defense is taking a few steps back. Uh, we used to have a top top class defense that's gone away, and we're pitching these guys right. who are going to hit it and just rack up runs.
2: Help help a uh, help a layman out. What does swing and miss pitcher mean?
0: Nasty stuff, high velocity. Uh, you know our friend Lance Lynn, he's. Not exactly breaking speedometers uh, these days, but he's, well, he's in he, is the he is accurate. He's accurate. He's
3: in the mid nineties. He's got <clears throat> he's got good stuff. His ball moves. He's a player
2: so the concept of pitch. swing and misses is, is they don't want you to put the ball in play like back in the day it was like hey just let him hit it so that we can get him out exactly okay yeah. they want to just yeah. you have to miss it
0: yeah huh.
2: That's so what baseball's going towards right now? That's what it's, it's going, going yeah. Why? Is that what al- algorithms say that they that's should that's be That's what the algorithms well, say. And, and
3: let's not forget, we did away with the shift last year. That's had a huge—you look at this Cardinal rotation, a guy like Michaelis, for example, yeah. gave yeah. up a lot of ground ball base hits.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: those those a lot of those would have been 4-3 put outs or 6-3 put outs uh, in years gone by. And so that has changed the game, I think, more— prominently than has uh, the pitch clock even, which I think has improved the game. But doing away with the shift has made these contact pitchers uh, less effective than they used to be. Mm. So that's why you're seeing the swing and miss demands where you got a pitcher in there and the batter cannot put the bat on the ball. That's uh, He's not going to get a base hit not putting the bat on the ball.
2: We're never going back to the days where you can shift if you want, huh? This is now just a part of baseball like the pitch you clock? Never say never. Because I I think you ought to be able to stand wherever the heck
0: you want. If you want to put
2: your left fielder, you know, as a third,
0: second baseman, go ahead. I agree. This was a Manfred special, though. Uh, He's trying to grow the game, and he's changing it quite a bit, banning the shift. He's got the pitch clock, that three batter rule. I know that's been in effect for a while, but it it feels like the game is changing. I mean, Tony LaRusso, you look at what made him great, most of that is irrelevant now. You know, the... DH yeah, but, is in the NL.
2: I mean, uh, Tony La Russa is a different manager even than than Whitey Herzog. So the game's changed before, right? Because when I grew up, it was all about hit the bunt the ball, get the guy over,
0: you know, move. The ball move. Him. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then La Russa changed it. So now we're changing. And now it you got again. Kyle
0: Schwarber batting leadoff for the Phillies and he's hitting sub two hundred yeah. <laughs> with forty home runs and he gets on base via the walk. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a different game. Although I
3: do think, I do think the speed game is on its way back. They made the bases a little bigger, and uh, the pitcher can only throw over to first a couple of times now. And so,
2: why would the bases being bigger make the game? Well, faster? It's shorter distance. Um, uh, well, an inch.
3: You know, look how close those plates are at second base on, on a stolen base. They call them bang bang for a reason. I mean, you get you get a you know you get a foot off of that. That's uh, yeah. that's real.
2: I had no idea was, they made the bases bigger. Yeah. When did they do that last year oh my word this is like when they changed the words of the mass for the Catholic Church it's exactly and I up, like my that. mom looked at me and she's like wait 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 you don't know what that You, new you words missed the memo are? yeah right <laughs> they made the bases bigger they did Michael oh my yeah. word
3: yeah six I, inches bigger right PJ something like that I think that's a bit much yeah I'll find out well I'm an, I'm, I'm sticking to my uh I think it's six inches bigger uh, yeah. by diameter I'm not talking about you know
2: yeah, it says like so the whole Right, diameter. Three
0: inches. Yeah, Three which inches. is half a six. Yeah. So halfway I was, there.
3: I was halfway right. All right. So he's Michael Kelly. That's John Hancock over there. I'm John Hancock over here. When we come back. King of pain. What's trending? That's next on Hancock and Kelly and Hancock late night on KMOX. X. <laughs>
2: Uh, that's why we don't do this every night with Braxton, because we don't know when we're on. Well, whenever we're usually we're on, be on Monday night, yeah. now we're
3: on Tuesday night, and it's Thanksgiving on Thursday night.
2: Yeah, so we're having Braxton on. Uh, he's the king of pain. He usually talks to us about what's trending. Uh, joining us from South City here in St. Mm. Louis. Hello there, brother. Hello, how are you guys? We're doing good. Are you uh, basting or brining or whatever you do to your turkey before you Not get yet. it ready to Not cook? Yet.
1: You know, one thing I, I will say about Thanksgiving, what I'm getting really irritated about, is I keep hearing from my friends, my wife, other people, is that they don't really like Thanksgiving turkey because it's too dry. And you know what? I'm starting to just get really irritated with it because it's my favorite thing. It's, my, it's the only holiday I actually enjoy is Thanksgiving because I love the Thanksgiving turkey. I love the leftovers. Yes. I love the football and the television. Mm-hmm. I love that there's no presents. There's no expectations. There's good desserts. But I'm tired of everyone bashing turkey. I don't understand. What, I mean, are they just all everyone cooking it wrong? I don't understand. They they are, brax and uh, you can download the Odyssey
3: app and listen to my <laughs> brilliant description of how to best prepare your turkey for what, Thursday. What is yeah, your
2: yeah. what What's your favorite meat? The wider or the dark?
1: I mean, I'll have both of it. I put both on the plate. You know, I like. I mean, essentially, if you ever have, if you ever been to KFC, there's a thing called a KFC famous bowl, right? So it's. It's a bowl. It's about uh, 2,000 calories. So it's mashed <laughs> potatoes, gravy, corn, and their chicken. All just in a bowl, and you just mix it up. That's what I like mm-hmm. with Thanksgiving. Yeah, I just do the white meat, dark meat. The uh, you know the mashed potatoes, the gravy, the stuffing—I you know, just mix it all together and I just eat it like one big happy family, yeah. what, like we
2: should. What about the cranberry? No cranberry. Stuff. The cranberry stuff is just absolutely disgusting. One
1: hundred percent.
2: there's a man that knows what? He's how about the cranberry that comes out of the can that's shaped like the can? That's still pretty good all of it.
1: I mean, cranberry is meant for vodka cranberries. I mean, like that's the only <laughs> thing cranberry juice is good for. I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah, I, and, and I, do you eat anything that's shaped like the
3: container it's in? No, uh, I mean, it's are, jiggling up there. I don't know.
2: Wait, wait a minute, you've, you've got strong opinions here. Are you going places? or Are you actually cooking a turkey?
1: No. So I mean, I so the last time I cooked a turkey, I was a freshman in college. Both my parents were out of town, and I had a, a we had I had a college roommate from San Diego, and then I had a bunch of our friends from San Diego that you know it was too expensive for them to fly home. So I ended up hosting a nice Thanksgiving party. We cooked our own turkey. Still to this day, I think the best there's ever been. Mm. Uh, you know, we made our own uh, cocktails, which was uh, very nice, and had a nice party with everyone that, well, that was from out of town that couldn't make it home. That would explain the reviews on the turkey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I
2: mean, the turkey was great.
1: I mean, it was. I mean, it was it's just, not easy you know, to cook Google, a turkey, dude. YouTube did it all for us.
2: Yeah, I was going to say it's not easy to cook a turkey. You have to put some time and deliberation into that.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, and we stuffed it too. So we With had what? You know, the With White Castle? on the inside.
2: Say hey, that again. Have you heard about this? So people buy White Castle, yeah, so they go yeah, get a, yeah, a Crave case, oh, yeah. and then they stuff so the burger. I mean, the,
1: yeah, the, the White Castle stuffing is, is top
2: tier. I mean, you've done it. It's
1: some of the best stuff you can get.
2: Yeah. I'd like to do that sometime. Yeah. That's not of interest to you.
3: No, you can get the White Castle, is the White Castle. Yeah, but then it gets all that
2: bird juice on it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah.
3: But that's not. The, then you're 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 taking you're taking a you're taking a Michel, Michelangelo s- statue, Michael. Uh huh. And you're throwing
2: some clay on top. You're of it. You're calling the White Castle's a Michael? Yes. <laughs> a Michelangelo yes. statue. Yes.
3: I mean, is there a finer burger that has ever been created
1: in the history of the world? Oh, uh, I think it elevates the yeah. Turkey though. Well, I mean, it is good, sure. but what I like to do with the leftovers is I like to take those Hawaiian buns mm. and, uh, you know, I, I like to put a little gravy, a little bit of butter on them, mm. put it in the microwave for just a little bit, like like a White Castle, so it gets a little soggy, yeah, yeah. and then you warm up the, the turkey and you put it in the middle, Ooh. sometimes with a little cheese, that, that and that's work. what I like to have. I as the you're talking
2: now, I like those same Hawaiian buns, but I like my turkey cold the next day from the refrigerator. And I like a little mm-hmm. y- uh, yellow mustard. Baby mustard is what I call you it. You put
3: mustard on a turkey. Yeah, with uh, well,
1: that's your serial killer trait. So yeah. <laughs>
3: um,
2: yeah.
3: okay, you put then. mustard on a turkey.
2: Yeah, well, we just the white that, the white meat at the very end. I have a little mustard on there, and then you know, like 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 yellow mustard. Yeah, like yellow mustard, mustard, like the little baby mustard, like cool. yellow mustard. He puts mm-hmm. mustard. Yeah, on and a I, I eat a cold too? turkey you sandwich. You put it in a hot dog bun What? Do you put it in a hot dog bun with ketchup too and relish? I mean, what yeah, are you doing would, here? What are you guys talking about? Have you ever never been to Subway? Of course you get mustard <laughs> on a turkey sandwich. You never put
3: mustard on There's a turkey. There's
2: nothing wrong with mustard on a turkey sandwich. It's illegal. No, oh, it's it's not illegal. <laughs> <laughs> with those Hawaiian buns, it tastes good. Now here's where you get here's where you can get mad at wow. me. I don't know about you guys, but we also have what they, I think they call it a relish tray, you know, where there'll be like black olives and green olives and pickles. And mm-hmm. you have that? I like the green yeah. olives. So sometimes I will put the, the Hawaiian bun, the the turkey, some mustard, and then some green olives and then smash it all together and eat it.
3: Well, that's better than mustard. Oh, you're putting mustard in that too? Yes. Ugh. And your mother still loves you? Yeah.
2: Yes, my mother oh, wow. loves me. I yeah, was with her good. today. She and I went she shopping a day. She
3: does love him. I will testify that. Really? Yeah. Surely she's not the reason you put mustard on your turkey, though.
2: No, but everybody does. Dude, have you never everybody. gotten have you been to a dolly and gotten a turkey sandwich before? What can I yes. put on your turkey sandwich? I, I'll that, take a little mustard.
0: That is a very strong argument that every other turkey sandwich does have mustard on it, just not Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well thank you, John. I've never had mustard on a turkey sandwich. I, how you did put he get such rational thoughts?
3: You put mayonnaise on a turkey sandwich.
2: Well, I, you can. But, uh, I see, when I go to a turkey, uh, when I go to a deli, I don't get the mayonnaise because I'm watching my weight. So I say, I'll take the mustard, and the mustard's far better for you than the mayonnaise. Much infinitely. Yeah.
1: But yeah. it has a lot of sodium in it, so, I mean, what's the point at this point? I mean, what are we doing?
2: Yeah, well, uh, what I mean, are you supposed to do? All right, yeah.
3: I thought we were talking about what's trending. What here? is trending? <laughs>
1: I mean, Thanksgiving's trending. We just pretty much covered that.
2: Braxton, are you going to Guns N' Noses? Uh, no,
1: no, I have been in the past, and actually it, it is a good time. I will say that. It's something I thoroughly have enjoyed when I've gone in the past. Um, but it's not, I mean, you know, Wednesday night before Thanksgiving is, is, is a big night to go out. I mean, I will be out of town for this Wednesday, but um, it's definitely a, a good time where, to go out. are you going? Where are you going? I'm going to Chicago tomorrow morning for a concert. Uh, it's Junior there. Did I hear his voice? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm going to where he lives uh, in Chicago. I'm going to the Salt Shed, oh, which there is a you newer go. concert venue. Yeah, great um, venue. Night.
2: And what what are you going to see?
1: I'm going to see a uh, a group. Uh, there, there are two guys called Galantis. They're they are from the. Norwegian area and they uh, do electronic dance music, also known as EDM.
2: Okay, EDM, John. Are you John Singer? Are you familiar with EDM?
3: Yeah, that's the uh, Archer Daniels Midland, they, yeah, uh, the agriculture. Well,
2: let me just now. tell you, this EDM stuff is like blowing up, John. Like really? so, like uh, you know how they have uh, festivals, Burning Man, and all these things.
3: The that's new the one thing, that everybody got stuck at. Yeah,
2: right? yeah. The new thing is these EDMs, which is electric dance music. Yeah. Now. I've never seen you dance, Braxton. Can you dance? Oh, I can dance. Can you make oh, yes. money move? It's,
1: it's uh, <laughs> genetics. My both my parents can dance so very what, well. So, what kind of what kind of instruments are these guys playing? Oh, uh, there's really no instruments, uh, John. That's the electronic part of it. So it's uh,
0: mainly wait, is, you know they little is,
1: no, they're spinning records as maybe people from your generation would uh, uh, understand.
0: I, I also it's... wouldn't exactly call it new, Michael. What EDM? You <laughs> saying the EDM? Oh, oh it's, it's again! It's been here.
2: This is what he's going to something like this. Now, what? Why would kids want to sit and listen to this music, Braxton? What's what's exciting about this? Do you do you, do you have yourself a nice little drink there and kind of? Oh, of course, yeah. I mean,
1: it's 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 uh, you know, I'm a big uh, vibe guy, so it, it, it the vibes are are top tier. There, everyone's very happy. Everyone's dancing. and There's just seems like you know EDM. the world kind of pauses for a couple hours there. You know, I've 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 heard this music before. I'm trying to place
3: it here. It's uh, it's 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 coming back to me. I'm trying to think of uh, where have I heard this before? Maybe it's a precursor of what they call the EDM, Michael, the electronic dance music. Yeah. Uh, oh yes. Albert, okay. Oh Lord. It's kind of like that. It's, it's just faster. If you sped that up, if you sped that up, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference.
2: Well, there's no singing in the EDM.
3: Well, if you speed that up, there's no singing. It's just a bunch of chipmunks. Okay, go back and play the original EDM. PJ's good, man. You, can, you can't do this with most of these engineers over here. Well, PJ, now, go ahead and play that stuff again. And tell me it doesn't sound like the chipmunks sped up there.
2: I That is so
0: true. Oh man, that's a tough look for EDM. They just got, they just got put in the locker by senior.
2: <laughs> what does an EDM concert cost? What does it cost? Yeah, like what's it cost to go to this thing?
1: Yeah, uh, anywhere between you know seventy to one hundred and twenty bucks. So You're wow.
2: kidding me, and nobody's actually singing, concert. right? It's just a dude. Spinning records. Yeah, so
1: so depending on the band, I would say most of them there is no singing. There's just vocals on on a track um of some artists but like Galantis will sing some of their songs, but it's. It's limited lyrics, put it that way. It's, it's you know, the, the, same, <laughs> the same cut every single time.
2: Do you ever hear the chipmunks singing Christmas <laughs> Man, time you, is here?
1: Never, you, now I'm not going to be able to get out of my head. No, <laughs> never.
2: <laughs> that was, cancel my did you just pull that own. out yes, of your right yes. there? That was incredible. I'm telling you, it's the same thing. You know, I've got a keen ear for music. <laughs> <laughs> Braxton. Have a happy Thanksgiving.
3: Drive safe up right, there. We'll Are you flying?
2: Time. He's flying. You're
3: flying. Of course he's flying. flying. You're paying one hundred
2: fifteen dollars to go to listen go to that. A yeah. You're flying. Yeah, You're not driving to Chicago
1: round trip. Can't can't beat that. Uh,
2: which, which who's who's which one is the, the is Ediom or the Chipmunks taking us out, PJ? <laughs> 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 Late night Hancock Kelly <laughs> back after this. <laughs> To uh, the Fox Theater on um, Sunday, Sunday night, and saw Tina. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of Broadway shows. You've seen the Tina?
3: I saw Tina on Tuesday. What'd you think of it? Tuesday with Tina? It was very nice. I thought it was a lovely show.
2: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was great. Listen, the young lady who plays Tina is oh. fabulous. Yeah, tremendous. And tremendous it's talent. essentially a review of Tina Turner's greatest songs, and they they put a little storyline behind it. It's it's not my favorite Broadway musical, but it was. Uh, the the musicians were incredible. Yeah. I want to be clear. It
3: was a very entertaining and, evening.
2: And for, exactly. And especially for some of the people I was with who grew up at the time that Tina Turner was emerging in St. Louis, Second they were time. like, yeah, they were said it was just you know, really cool to see that whole thing going on. Well, nobody
3: was there when she emerged in St. Louis cuz that was a long time ago. Yeah. She was she had this career and she's performing locally. She meets this guy, Ike Turner, yeah. and they get married, and he's an abuser. I got the
2: impression from the show he's a bad dude. He was an abuser.
3: <laughs> uh, here's a good trivia question. Let's see.
0: Uh, how many times was Ike Turner I know married? the answer
2: to this question, but it's unbelievable what the answer anyway,
0: is. I, I don't know this number. I'm going to venture a guess, 11. You're in the ballpark.
2: You're in the ballpark.
3: It was uh, 14. 14 times. 14 times Ike Think Turner about
2: that. That's uh, now, that's more than uh, Elizabeth Taylor. I mean, that's, that's, an, uh, that's a football team. Yeah, fourteen people. Oh yeah,
3: heck yeah, <laughs> with a couple of reserves. Yeah, you know? all yeah, right. But so anyway, it was a, it was a fabulous. Go ahead. So they have this career, then they split up, and um, and she's back to basically nothing. All right. And in her forties, this is what I find so remarkable about the Tina Turner story. She reemerges in the forties, completely different act. Uh, she was doing R and B stuff with Ike. Uh, now she's doing rock and roll in the 40s, Simply the Best, being the, the biggest hit that she had. And she recreates herself and is bigger than ever. Yeah. I mean, that is a in and of itself a phenomenal story in the annals of music. You just don't see that very often. Yeah.
2: Well, I had a really cool experience, too. Um, first of all, the Fox Theater, if you haven't been there in a long time, uh, go. It's worth uh, seeing a show there. It's just to, just to look around that place. Lovely venue. So because it's a unique concert, right, it's a concert review-slash-Broadway show, the musicians are actually on stage. They're not in the orchestra pit. So I guess they sold those orchestra pit tickets. Yeah. They, made, they made some extra tickets. So a friend of mine had called me and said, hey, would you like to go to see Tina?" Uh, and I said, sure. This is like six months ago. Well, we wind up being in the second row. Oh, the orchestra I, pit. It Right there. I mean, I could have... Uh, in fact, I said if they sing simply the best, I'm getting up there and I'm going to, you know, yeah. cheer, jump around with her. I literally could have. Yeah. Because I I could see her sweating the whole thing and we were I've never been that close before at a, a Broadway musical. It was it was quite spectacular. Hmm. Like, What's that look for?
3: Uh, I was wondering what row you sat in in New York. Oh, were... I
2: was in the front row for yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah, I have a great Broadway story. You t-
3: can you tell a story? Yeah, yeah. yeah. For right, those so at here. home that may not have heard this. Before. All
2: right, so we've only got like four minutes. Oh, left. you got it. You got it. Good. So there was a show on Broadway called "Moving Out" by Billy Joel. Oh, yeah. And it was all the Billy Joel songs put to a uh, a dance. It was more of a ballet and uh it all based around that Ginger and Eddie where yeah. the popular stuff so the story is about Ginger and Eddie and blah blah blah. I'm going up I have ruined the story already. Oh no. uh, here okay so um I go Would to Would you like me to tell the story? No so I'm I'm getting I'm going to to New York that Sunday morning. It's in St. Louis. This is the American Airlines is still here. It's so working on the get part yeah. campaign yeah, for on president. The so I'm sitting in a very nice seat. And this young lady comes and sits next to me. And when I see saw her at the, at the gate, I was like, holy cow, this is a model. She's beautiful, right? So I go in. It's my turn to sit down. I'm sitting there. And who walks in but this redhead? And I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to sit next to me. Okay, don't be that guy. Don't talk to her. Just sit there. Be nice. So that's what I do. This lady and I don't communicate the entire way. But it's impossible for me not to, like, look at her. She's beautiful. But. But. So we get to um, carousel. The we get to the we get to the, the baggage claim up in New York City, and I uh, I'm standing there waiting on my bag. Here comes my bag, and sure enough, her bag comes in front of mine. I reach up, I grab her bag. We have a nice conversation. We make eye contact. I was like, "Oh yeah, good, good. You know, nice, to, nice to meet you." Blah blah blah. Move on. I go into New York. I buy a ticket to go see Billy Joel's moving out. I'm there. I'm sitting in the front row. The front row. I'm looking up at this uh, show, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "This girl looks awfully familiar." Wow. It's this girl. Yeah, she was from St. Louis, and she's in the show, <laughs> and she's in the show. She's, she's dancing. She's the star, the, she's of, a a star of the show. She, so, she's Brenda. Right. So we. This comes to both of us. Yeah, she's Brenda and Eddie. Uh You know, she was uh, just Brenda. She, was Somebody Brenda, else was Eddie. She was dancing with Eddie. But so she and I make eye contact uh, halfway through the show. We're now connecting like, oh, my God, this is the guy I sat next to on the plane. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is this beautiful redheaded lady that was next to me on the airplane. She comes out to take the bow when it's over with, and she says, stay right there. And I said, "Okay." so I stay there. And uh, sure enough, uh, you know, the show ends. Everybody's throwing flowers and et cetera. She comes out and she and I went out and hung out and. Uh, talked about St. Louis and uh you know got to know each other from simply riding on an airplane together. How great of a story is that? Was that's, that? Incredible. That's, that's incredible. That's incredible. It it's it's an unbelievable story. So fast forward, Chris Myhill yeah. used to be a producer here. He tried to reach out to her. I don't I don't think she was interested. Well, we figured out who it was. Yeah, we figured out who the lady no, okay. was. This is before like you could put phone yeah. numbers in cell phone. This was two thousand four, right? Yeah, that's two thousand uh, two, two thousand three. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I had a BlackBerry, but it, you know, we we just had hung out, and she became the star. But she's from St. Louis. This redheaded lady was in Billy Joel's "Moving Out." It was quite. Is uh, she still
3: in the business? Do we know?
2: I have no idea. Yeah, I, we should talk to my hill because he he figured out who she was. She was from St. Louis. Went to like MICDS or you know one of these uh, schools. And out, she was county. she was Brenda. She was the dancer because there there's they dance in this show it's no. like a ballet more than it is a a thing That's, yeah. yeah what about that story huh No, yeah. crazy that is crazy yeah don't ever be that guy on an airplane and talk to the girls just just like let them yeah, play
0: it cool and uh, next thing you know she'll be yeah she'll be the star stay right there in the front row
2: she'll be the star of your musical and you'll be like oh okay who paid well, for here. dinner uh, we went to a oh, th- great question so we went to this place off of broadway yeah and I know that's a cliche, but off of Broadway, there's like homes. You would never know it, but you would go to this door and you open this door and there's another set of doors and it would be like a hidden restaurant that only the Broadway uh, people wow. who work on Broadway go to because there's no restaurants for them otherwise because they're all full. So they have their own little bars and restaurants right off Broadway. And we went there and that was great food. That guy from, um, uh, uh, J- 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 uh, I don't know. Sheldon, young Sheldon, or something like oh, that. Oh, Sheldon. Sheldon! Yeah, yeah. Well, he was he was there. I mean, I saw some of the other stars, but that was it was really kind of cool. Well, uh,
3: folks, that was Michael Kelly
2: telling a story about Tina.
3: meeting a random woman on an airplane, yeah, only to fall in love.
2: What in the that. first
3: row of the Orpheum Theater on Broadway? Oh, no, I fell in love before two thousand and three with her. When we come back, our regular visit with Maria Kina has been axed because she's not here, but. Stuart McMillan is going to be in Stu! studio. What a fascinating human being this is. Stick around and find out for yourselves after this on Cable the- X.